This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Yeah. Yeah, what do you want? Beak or jaws? Feathers or fur? Sharp teeth or feet with claws? Whatever's preferred. They'll grant you all last requests to steady your nerves. Then podcast the body parts get severed and served. Bring your weak shit where the wolf and owler. That ain't just a mistake, that's an awful howler. Both of them are known to pull up at your shows. Have the crowd witnessing the murder like they rolled in with a gang of crows. Fuck the censorship, let them see the whole thing. They stay dressed to kill, never sheep's clothing. Dark enough to turn the sun to the moon, you'll see nothing. All you hear's a huff a puff and Expect killings, red spilling and flesh ripping Impressive in it, the death bringing his head spinning Just kidding, every word in his songs about two grown men Dressed up as a bird and a dog This one for the bad boys inside, enjoy the ride Oh my gosh, coming in, we're doing the thing Oh my gosh, get ready Oh yeah, Rob, you're so sexy <laughs> Get ready to hoot and howl, it's time for the wolf and owl Oh, this one <laughs> This one, Wolf and Our Podcast Inside the Ride. Do, do you know what? Do you ever get halfway through that as you feel like? I know we've said this before. Do you know what? Do you know what? I, I went quiet for a bit there because <laughs> I just didn't know what to do. Yeah, I know. But also, like, because of your top today, there's this Westward vibe, isn't there? That, oh, no. Yeah. Sometimes I look at you and I'm like, if you weren't such an amazing comedian, you could have easily been like the new Tim Westward. <laughs> Oh, shut up, dickhead. Um, how are you, Tom? Mate, I'm sweating, boy. I just mm. went for a long, old, sweet walk. Uh, and, uh, yeah, sweat. With the doggo? Yeah, 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 took him. You've got to take have, him have you, noticed, have you noticed dogs are being called doggos now? Have you noticed this? I've Is never this seen this. that you're aware of? Like, okay. where I am, that would be frowned upon. Where, who's, calling them, upon. who's calling them doggos? Not on social media, people are friends to dogs as doggos now. I took the doggo for a walk. Really? Yeah, I don't know why I had to give you a sentence to, to yeah, try no, and no, make no, it no, make it actually sense, did yeah. help. I, I can't work out why they do that. Why would you like... No. They've been called dogs for ages. I know, but but I think this uh, social media has exacerbated this need to refer to things slightly differently or, you know... Jenny, uh, just thinking about it, if I called my dog Doggo, he would just look at me and go, what are you talking about, you wanker? Okay, well, there's a lot to unpack there. First of all, you know, you currently call your... Your dog is a dog at the moment, but you yeah. don't call your dog dog, do you? Yeah, sometimes. Your dog. dog's got a name. Dog boy. I call him dog boy sometimes. You call him dog boy? What's his actual name? Landis. Well, I call him loads Landis. of Landis? Yeah, I call him loads of different things. You call him loads of different things. You, you, you call him loads <laughs> of different things. I'm not a dog expert, but I would imagine that's incredibly confusing for a dog. I call him John boy sometimes. <laughs> right, right. I like to keep him on his Perfect. toes. My dog's very intelligent, so sometimes it's a battle of wits between the two of us. So what I like to do is just like really sort of like throw a little curveball at him now and again. Mm. He's he's not liking this weather, by the way. He's yeah. No. No, he's he's shrugging. Well, what do you have to do about the uh the, the the little pads on their paws? What do you do? No, okay. Uh, this is where you go out early, big big dog. This is where you go out early. Oh, okay. Or big... Listen, I don't mind you calling your dog different stuff. Don't start calling me dog stuff. <laughs> you go out early with him, so the so the ground is in his heart, and you just you know uh, I got pied like twice today though. Gone. What happened? So, 
since lockdown and everything and da da da, I've become obviously a regular dog walker. I'm, I, I, I make that, you know, me and my wife go. And um, I like the uh, morning. I, I love saying morning to people. I get a buzz oh. out of that. <laughs> well, mate, come okay. on, don't tell me you're, you're not a morning person. I would do it if somebody does it. But look, I, I, I'm, I'll happily say morning to people. I would. It's just the. It's, it, it, that wasn't what I was growing at. It's the fact that you describe yourself as that person, like you sort of no, really enjoy it. Right. I walk past someone. Morning. Going, I, yeah. It is. Mor- Morning. Nice day. Nice day for it. No, 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 no. Don't get dizzy. Don't get dizzy and drunk. <laughs> the simple morning. And then right. what I noticed is like two people, completely, like just completely dismissed it and didn't say anything. Mm. And you know the second one, I went morning. Like what, again, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know? Do you know what we did? Sweet uh, Lisa and I went for a walk the other day. It was absolutely. I would say it was. We had a lovely morning. Right. Do you ever have that thing where just spontaneously you decide to do a quick thing and you just have a lovely, lovely time? Yeah, that's the best. It's spontane- spontaneity is is a, a key of success. Yeah, it is absolutely spontaneous. Spontaneity <laughs> is it is the key to success. You're right. <laughs> you think- <laughs> Glorious prick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Lisa and I decided to go for a little walk to Tilgate Park in Crawley, which is oh, nice. a lovely little park. And uh, we had a wander over there, had a nice chat. It was great. And then went to the um, went to this little food place, little food kiosk. They had so many vegan options. I, I couldn't it. believe it. So you're telling, what you're telling me is it all came up wrong? It did all come up wrong. Little vegan hot dogs, vegan uh, bacon bap. Lovely. I had, uh, what did I have? Can't remember. It doesn't matter. Is, did Lisa it was, it was have vegan stuff to support you or me? Lisa, she doesn't ever do anything to support. I don't mean that. I didn't mean that in the in the grand scheme of things. Well, she's been holding it's up this podcast for about a year. So yeah, I know. Meal wise. Oh, by the way, thanks a lot for all the emails uh, highlighting how much better it's been since Lisa's been selecting the uh, the emails. By the way, thank you so much for that. But um, we were walking back, and there was a guy riding his bike sort of towards us along this sort of path through the woods. Yeah. And we had to just clear the way completely because it's quite a narrow little bit. Right, so I'm stood to the side. Already, I'm annoyed. Right. We stood to the side. The guy rides past, doesn't even make eye contact, bro. Like, just rides completely past. And then Lisa goes you're welcome just like really sort of aggy caffeine does it, it. was yeah caffeine I, to be fair we it's my pet hate do you know actually to be fair like some cyclists you'll get every now and again when you get a really friendly nice cyclist it's like such a such a rewarding amazing thing isn't it when you get one that's just been really really kind and considerate who's just thank you something's going on in Robinson's yeah. room sorry there's a a fucking wasp has just oh, flown you in look there terrified no, I hate them, man. I've got a real thing about them. I like the way that okay. you've levelled up trying to look quite sort of gangster today and then literally sort of sitting back really cool and a wasp comes into the room and your fucking arsehole just I drops. just hate, I hate wasps. I hate, I hate, I hate all so summer much. bugs. Like, I'm like, what there you go. That, do you know what? What a great statement. So, so wasps, what else do you hate? All the, I mean, I don't even know the name of them or what they do. There's a whole mm. fucking raft of things. The only one I fucking have any time for is bees. I see a bee, I'm like, mate, well done. I'd fucking buy you a pint if you're big enough to have one, right? And I'll fucking keep supporting the honey industry. How terrifying a pint that would be, by the way. (laughs) Just having a fucking pint with a massive bee. 
<laughs> what a horrific evening that would be. No, but like, I look at them and I think, mate, you're incredible for what you're doing. You're holding up the industry of life. Uh, you're fucking basically. Can you sorry? So, like, I, 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 can you just qualify what you're saying? No, you're holding up the industry of life. What you t- it's because you like honey. Winnie, no, is, no, it? is, that, no, is that why you like bees? Mate, this is the thing. It's like you see the outset of honey, right? What they're doing is actually pollinating stuff and keeping uh, flower, oh, flowers okay, growing. Okay, okay. So, okay. mate, what what you see is like, oh my god, this is pathetic. <laughs> I genuinely love you with all my heart, but I do not. If I was out with you in a pub right now and you acted like this, I would distance <laughs> myself. And that's saying something, because I'd have a drink with anyone. Yeah, of course you would. You'd go and have a drink with a fucking stranger, <laughs> yet you'd move away from me. No, if you were like this, your face is contouring into places <laughs> I didn't even think were possible. You're absolutely terrified by a wasp. I just hate them. Do you think this okay. wasp is going back to the other wasps now and go, if you want to laugh, mate, yeah, honestly, get yourself just, down. Head there's, over. Yeah, there's yeah. this geezer. I've yeah. never seen anyone terrified. What is yeah. he like? He's, he's, he's sat on his bed, all gangstered up. Like he's in menace to society. And what's ironic is he's wearing a hornet's uh, (laughs) vest. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking, I mean, you've seen what he's like with us wasps. I'll tell you what, mate. Can you imagine him if he saw that? I love it if a a hornet actually did turn up. Imagine if Craig went in there. Imagine if Craig the hornet went in there. He fucking shit his ass. Have you ever looked on YouTube at like hornets take out a nest of wasps? No. Because like hornets are like proper bad boys. Like hornets right, are the fucking, world. Yeah, they're like the SAS or the fucking, yeah, they're like SWAT, a SWAT team. Yeah, if you go on YouTube and look at Hornet takes out wasp nest or whatever. Do you think the hornets, hornets are doing are... that because they've got our back or do you just think No, this? I don't think they've got our back. A hornet will kill you as soon as look at you. you so this is what I'm right? saying. Bees are the only one that we can trust. Like, mm, you know, the ones sure. I hate, I hate with all my heart, flies. Go on. Flies are the most disgusting thing. Actually, More than wasps. Yeah, at least wasps have like got a sting, and that you know they've they've got a little bit about them. Like, do you know what I mean? You, that, you know, we've seen with you how terrified you are. What flies are disgusting. They literally like sit around all day and shit, and then just like come fucking and sit on your food. Mm. Like, actually, worse than wasps. Do you know how they eat your food? How with their bums? No. Right. Do, do you know how they do? So, do you know? Have you ever seen a fly like doing that with yeah. its hands, like wiggling yeah. its hands? But there you go, me demonstrating a visual thing on the podcast. Um, they what they actually do is they puke up onto your food because they can't chew or anything. So they puke up onto your food and they mix it with your food to dissolve it into a, like a soup and then they drink it with their little thing. Oh. That's how they eat. What's the point of fries? Does anyone even know? Well, I mean, you could say that about any creature. What is the but, point of Well, anything? no, but apart from bees. You can't say that about bees. No, you're right. And, and actually, there's a certain, I do like bees. A, and actually, bee, bees are in trouble, aren't they? We need to we, we need to take this yeah. opportunity. I buy local honey all the Shout time. Out bees. I look out. Yeah. Well, yeah, look, look out for the local bees because obviously there's like battery bee farms and stuff that make like all the like. That's why we should sort of try and pull away from the sort of mainline honey places. Because mm. uh, I mean, obviously, I don't eat honey. But... Don't you? No. Why? Because you're a vegan. I'm vegan. Yeah. <laughs> I did not know that. Well, hold on, don't. Look, that was really horrible what you just did there. <laughs> I didn't know. You, to, you basically had to suppress a little fucking. Yeah, no, but earlier on in this chat, right, you're sort of talking about yeah. bees like they're nothing, and now you like don't eat honey, which is their industry. Like, but you can't look at honey like bees don't die to make honey. Honey's not their industry. Honey's something they create for each other, and we go and fucking harvest it. Yeah, but you've got to think that like, that's their. Without that, they've got nothing. I completely, I'm on your side when it comes to like cows, pigs, 
uh, and all the other animals right. that you won't eat because yeah. like they've been killed. Ran out, ran out after pigs, did you? Chickens, yeah, lambs, <laughs> sheep. Right, I'm yeah, you know, I'm fucking with you on all that. Right, I can I can see yeah. your ideology and I kind of dig it. Right, but with bees, I'm like these guys have actually out of all of the people in the world, they've gone look, let's fucking do something for other people, for actual people, and and all everyone really. Let's make something. Sorry, if you. Have you, did you watch the bee movie and get carried away or something? What, like the, no. Bees aren't doing this for our benefit. Mate, whose benefit are they doing it for? Their own, I believe. I believe. <laughs> have, you seen, have you seen the bee movie? I love Jerry it. Yeah, it's very good. I might watch it yeah, this I mean, there you go. It, it, that, that movie puts forward a lot of the arguments that, um, that the reasons that vegans don't have honey. I might actually watch it this afternoon again. Mm. It's a good film, right? Yeah, 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 I love all. It's actually got some genuinely great comedic bits in it. Jerry Seinfeld, Don Lee with that sort of stuff. Mm. I've been watching a lot of old Seinfeld recently. Oh yeah, you told me about that. Yeah, it's very cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went on a travel show recently. I can't say where I went, but um, well, it happens actually on a lot of these travel shows. Where was it? Someone else's travel show? No, it's mine. Oh, cool, cool. We what's that? (laughs) No, just wondering if you've been on like someone else's one. No. So um, every now and again, they'll go, we're staying in this really nice sort of eco hotel, like eco, it's really unique and blah, blah. And they are very nice. The only thing is, I know what that means is, because they want to sort of sit in and amongst nature and not dominate it, that means whatever creatures come in, you just have to live with it. Really? Which means that, yeah, so you go into your room and in your, like crawling on the wall, of five creatures you've never seen before in your life. Do you know what I mean? Like just mad beetle waspy looking things and stuff like that. And then I can't really, I find it very difficult to sleep in those, yeah, in yeah, those yeah. situations. I mean, you've seen what I'm like with a wasp, a regular everyday household, yeah, yeah. not household, no, God forbid their yeah, household, yeah. wasp. Like with those things, I just freak out, man. When we were in, um, we were in, we did the episode in the Sahara. I went, we had these like tents in the desert. We were desert camping. They're really nice tents. I went into my tent and there was this like enormous kind of beetle type cockroachy looking thing with like massive like antlers on it. And I thought normally what I would do is, I I don't know what I would do. I'd freak out and go somewhere else. But I thought I'm going to be a grown up tonight, right? I'm going to just sleep. It's not going to come anywhere near me. It's as scared as me as, you know, I thought all of the stereotypical things that you're told about to do with insects. So I just lay in the bed and I thought I'm just going to go to sleep. I swear to you, I hear a noise. Two minutes later, I open my eyes. It's on the bed running towards my face. Oh, my God. Right? I jumped out of bed. I screamed, right? And then I slept outside. You slept outside? I I don't know why the logic. There's one insect in my tent. There's every other insect in the Sahara outside the tent. But for some reason, I felt safer sleeping outside. I suppose it's like like being in a ring, isn't it, as a boxer? You've only got one photo. You've only got one photo to worry about that you know is coming at you. Like mm. if you think about it, it's intensifying the fight when you when you're in just a you in a tent. With, you know, it's like being Conor McGregor in a cage. Yeah, if, if you saw if you're out in the crowd with Conor McGregor, he probably wouldn't even pick on you because there's so many other people to pick on and so much other stuff going on. But if you're just in a fucking cage with him, it's all about the fight. So, yeah, that insects won the battle of wits and the battle of sort of violence against you i guess um first of all uh i'm very impressed that you came up with that analogy as quickly as you did 
secondly, the insect did not win the battle of wits with me. No, he did. Okay. He's basically got your big bed. He's kicked back after you've run out and hit it like this. He's basically come in from the outside, by the way. He was outside before you were. So he's mm, like, he, he's, he's seen you go into that tent and thought, if that prick thinks he's seen anything in that tent tonight, he's got another fucking thing coming. <laughs> <laughs> Just, oh, look at that naive little wanker. Yeah, yeah. That's right. You, I tell you what, you settle down. And then I might pop in there and we'll see who's tent. Pulls his trousers up real high around his back, <laughs> his armpits. And everyone's like, oh, Dean's going for it. And he's like, there's one thing I fucking hate is city folk. I'm going to fucking show him. <laughs> that is one of the things I, by the way, speaking of pulling your trousers up high, that's one of the, whenever we stay in weird places, not weird places, but places where they've got loads of insects and stuff, I will tend to just kind of seal off all my clothing openings. Do you know what I mean? You pull your trousers so up real high. Socks, trousers up real high. Socks over the socks over the ankles of the trousers, sleeves sort of as tight round my arms as I could possibly get. If I can, gloves over the ends of the sleeves. Just completely seal myself up. Hood up over a balaclava hat. Drawstring pulled tight. If a balaclava is available, yeah, I wear a balaclava. Just anything. Minimise the surface area. My exposure. only um, uh, thing like yours, uh, where like years and years ago I went to Zante, right? on a lad's holiday, and we were staying in this horrible fucking hotel. It was so grim. And one morning we woke up, and it'd like be on set with these horrible little bugs. They were, like, fucking on everything. Do you know what I mean? They were just everywhere. Um, and my mate got uh, some de- a deodorant can, right, and a lighter, and he went round. Does this, does it, so, so, so I always get slightly nervous when you name the person. <laughs> I th- think it was because, for, for a couple of reasons. What? No, no, don't speculate now. One, because it's so needless. Nobody needs, or not even I need that information, let alone anybody listening to the podcast. And secondly, now it sounds like you're about to tell quite an asbo story about what this guy did. Yeah, but he went around with a um, with a deodorant can and a lighter, mm. and basically yeah. sort of like torched them all. Like started from, yeah. like basically he like he was really hungover to his credit, mm. and then he basically was like to his credit. <laughs> Oh, yeah, he was hungover. It wouldn't be like Zanti on a lad's holiday if you weren't fucking hungover, would it? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but why is that to his credit? Because well, he'd been out and had it. He's fucking a part of the team. Okay, yeah. All right, All right. Okay, well done. He deserves a medal. <laughs> hungover in Zanti, go on. And then he but... Hang on, hungover in Zanti and committing fucking insect genocide. <laughs> and we want to give this guy credit. <laughs> anyway, go on. Anyway, he goes around like these were horrible bugs. Like they were really like mean little things, right? And he's fucking going around and he's like trying to, obviously didn't kill a lot of them because they were so quick, but he made loads of like burn marks all over the fucking hotel room. Mm, To his credit. Yeah. (laughs) And then we had to like, yeah, he's actually, while we were there as well, he um, left an iron uh, on while we went out one night and left it on a uh, bit of carpet, right? And it burnt through the carpet and... uh, when we got back, it was just like a massive iron shape. I mean, it could have been worse. It could have been a fire, right? Couldn't it? Mm. Right? But it was just yeah. an iron shape uh, burn on the fucking yeah. on this carpet. So, massive fire hazard, but that's Zanti, isn't it? <laughs> what are you doing in Zanti if you're not literally burning down an apartment? And then, am uh, I right? Yeah. Do you know what he, this is? He, Do I know what he did? <laughs> he went and brought one of those little fucking shitty knives that everyone used to buy. You know, so, he's kind of got a knife and he cut the. the Hole uh, where the where the iron was, the burn mark, and then he yeah. moved the wardrobe and cut 
over the eye mark to cut a piece. Okay, of this is incredible. Right. This, this, now, now this is credit. This is right. credit. God. Then he glues it down, right? Exactly where it is, but obviously where the, where it's been under the uh, like wardrobe, it's faded. Yeah. It's not so. It's like more. Everything else is faded. No, everything was darker right. around it. Whatever. And then so he had to darken it to sort of match the rest of it. So he um, how did he do that? So he got some, some instant coffee and then started like darkening the thing. Uh, and like you know, like when you stand back in a hungover state, and we're all like, "Oh my god, fucking hell!" You'd never ima- that, no, fucking that's amazing. You'd never ever think that that was like there. And then, was your was your was your security deposit a million pounds? <laughs> and then when it came to leaving, the guy went, "You're not getting your deposit back." And we were like, "Why?" And he just looked around and he got this fucking great hole in the floor, <laughs> like burn marks everywhere where he's chased. Yeah. Shout out, my guy, my guy. Yeah, yeah. Actually, he's actually got quite a professional job now. So let's 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 beep out his name. What an incredible way to lose your job that would be, by the way. Oh yeah, listen, mate. No, you're doing you're doing really well. You're meeting all your targets, but we just we just found out that you you talked some insects in Zanti. So I'm afraid we're gonna have to let you go. box <laughs> I could leave in his office like rubbish out of a fucking tent in the Sahara Tom I need a box set recommendation mate Ooh. Lisa and I have made two attempts well I, I'm not going to name one of the shows that we attempted because some people we know are in it uh, but I tried to watch The Serpent last yeah I've not night. tried that yet do you know what I've been watching which is amazing by the way go on right and I think you and Lisa would dig it I know Lisa will, right? Um, it's Heist on Netflix. Yeah, I, I don't know why I find it so. I find it so snidey the way you go. I know Lisa will. No, I just because Catherine's really enjoyed it. We have both enjoyed right. it, right? Yeah, it's, so they're both birds, aren't they? No, but they've got a similar sort of taste. What I mean by it, what what I mean by this, right? Is it's you know, it's very cool. It's very yeah. It's just got a bit about it. Do you know what I mean? It sort of sits up and you go fucking hell. Yeah, this is a good show. Heist. Mm-hmm. Netflix. No, it is. It's got a bit of edge to it. It's an interesting tale. Yeah, it's worth a watch, man. I think you'd like it as well. I'm not saying you won't like it. I think you will as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, well, well any, anything to keep Lisa happy. Um, so what's it about? It's about different heists that people have done. So it's like, but quite normal people have done. Uh, I've only watched the first first two at the moment, but they're very interesting. And it's the actual people being interviewed as they do it. Which, are they two completely, di- are they two completely different yeah, heists? Mate, I think there's three different heists on there. So it's pretty cool. We only watched the first two. But um, so we watched that. Uh, and we also watched Sophie, which is pretty hardcore, which is about killing an island of a French woman, which is pretty sad, actually. And actually quite weird. And it's actually one of the first things I've ever watched where you think, oh, fucking hell, the guy who's done it is actually been interviewed in the fucking show. Is it a documentary? Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you like that sort of stuff? Not making a murderer well, kind of vibe. Where a murderer's being interviewed. Um, I, 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 it really does depend. Some of them I've watched and I've really enjoyed them, and then others, even when people have like raved about them, I've sort of watched. I, it I've not heard people raving about it. So I, I found it interesting because it's like, I mean, I don't want to ruin it for you or anyone listening, but I, I, I found it quite, yeah, I found that one quite interesting. I, I also like that part of Ireland as well, Court West Cork, and sort of like I didn't realise sort of the, the culture there, and yeah, I found it, I found that quite an interesting watch. Um, mm. For most of you, it's quite hard going at times. So again, you've really got to 
you know, you can't be looking at your phone and sort of like fucking talking about like, oh yeah, fucking hell, this is that or that, whatever. You've got to really like sit and invest in it. Okay, you, you sort of, you know what the thing is about that is you're sort of saying it to me like I'm the sort of guy that does that when I know that you're exact, you're that is you, hundred percent that is you. Like it's such a weird sort of displacement. No. Where you're, ba- you're, you're, you're basically what you've just said to me is I know what Catherine says to you no. pretty much no, every no, no, time no, no, you no. watch. When it came to this, I was like, I'm going to invest in this. I'm going to give this my time and my patience. And I'm sure. And I, yeah, I did watch it. I just sat through it. And I was like, fucking hell, wow. And it's still going on now. So it's one for you. It's one, yeah, it's one for the ages. I quite enjoyed that. So there's two you got. Uh, Thank you. You watched Sopranos? Yes, I've watched Sopranos. Yeah, right, yeah, just in case. I think we talked about this. The problem with Sopranos about. Um, about how much they eat in Sopranos. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's very difficult to watch that show without going and like looking in the fridge and trying to heat something I like, find Obviously, that with sadly, you haven't got some ziti in your own fridge at home, but um, you know, know, when, when Sopranos was good, I used to sort of get obsessed, you know, like the with making pasta to eat the next day. Mm. He also says it's better in the microwave. Do you, do you watch? Uh, do you watch? Are you on TikTok? No, no, I still not to come to it. Have you ever looked at TikTok? Yeah, when you sent me stuff. Like sort of, yeah. Don't do this. Why are you doing? No, this? no. I'm seeing like when you, yeah, like you sent me stuff. People have sent me stuff. I haven't joined it. TikTok yet. is full of people making mad pasta recipes. Really? What like? Like, yeah. Something about TikTok where they do things to the extreme. So it's like they're making, you know, like there's loads of extreme foods on social media now. Like where they'll go most amazing milkshake ever, then it'd be a chocolate milkshake. Then they put a Snickers in it. Then they'll fucking ram a cupcake into the top of it. Then they pour chocolate sauce over the top of that. And then they'll stick two Twix bars in. And they just go, "Isn't this amazing?" And you go, "Yeah." I mean, you've put loads. of You sound like, like um, chocolate. you. You know, like when you were at school and your friend would go to the caravans and make friends with the boy who's a bit older than everyone else. Like come back and go, "Oh fucking hell, man!" My mate Lee Wiggins has got like a skateboard and a BMX. That's how you sound when you're talking about TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's what there's, there's, <laughs> that's really how you sound you're like oh fuck mate you've got to see TikTok it's so cool like <laughs> no, I'm, 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 I'm complaining about I'm not saying it's like, everything's thing. to the extreme and push to the max oh, Arabiata's just not enough for people on TikTok oh, <laughs> you're so like, like moving your head around like exasperated oh. I wasn't moving my head around. <laughs> it's like, you're, like, like you're Jennifer Aniston or Kate Hudson in a 90s rom-com. And you just met the man of your dreams. He's so amazing. He eats with his mouth closed. TikTok, TikTok, TikTok. <sighs> you know you just said TikTok three times yeah, consecutively without any comment. Oh no! It just makes me laugh so oh, much. No, that's God. the most excited I've seen you about anything. I'm else. not excited. Listen, uh, listen. This is the whole point of the thing. Yes, I was. I did sound like that, but I'm not saying it's a good thing. I'm saying it's mental. I, I don't agree with it. Not. I don't agree with I it. I remember at the start of lockdown, you were like, "I'm not going to get sucked into TikTok." And look at you now. I've not been sucked. Well, you know, but I, I do look. You at do. It, yeah, but, uh, yeah. You're on TikTok, by the way. Thanks to me, I've been posting some Wolf and Owl videos. Oh, really? Yeah. Anyway, I'll try, I was talking about pasta. The, the point is, on TikTok, they do like they do this like really cheesy pasta, like where they get the you know rigatoni, the yeah, big yeah, wide yeah. ones, oh, and they'll put them face up, and then they'll stick cheese into each of those tubes, and then they'll pour cheese over the top of it, and then they'll and then they'll melt it for a bit, and then they'll sprinkle cheese over, like like really mad recipes. I love the sound of that. I respect people who push 
past the two its limits, though. So I've got to say. When I was at, when I was at university, um, before I'd gone to university, my mum made this amazing mozzarella tomato pasta bake. This is in my pre-vegs days, obviously. Pre-vegs? Oh my god! I was, I was being deliberately. Uh, that was a deli- you ca- Don't do that to me. <laughs> Look, don't do no, that to I'm me. I'm sorry. Like you, like there's a couple of things to the TikTok thing and that. There's a little vibe about you today. <laughs> like I think that to complete the hat trick, you've just got to call your trousers slacks, and then, <laughs> and then we're done. Oh god, you've absolutely fucking turned me over. Here. <laughs> this is a bad one for me today. <laughs> Oh, I didn't realise I'd be doing a podcast with you in your absolute pomp. <laughs> You're like a goalkeeper in his late thirties. <laughs> oh god, I love that. Uh, anyway, um, I tried to make that dish at uni, and my mum's mozzarella pasta bake, and I had no idea how to cook, so I just knew it was mozzarella, tomato, and pasta. So I just took a pan and I took some mozzarella and I just threw it into the pan. And it just, it, yeah, I know, I know, I know. And it just instantly, like, burnt and crusted to the bottom of the pan. Were you sharing the pans with other people? No, these are like my own. You know, you, when you go to uni, like you, you, my mum took me out and bought, yeah, sorry, but my mum took me out yeah. and bought me a set of saucepans to take to university. Oh, so that was that one fucked. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then for some reason... This is, I think, you know, there's lots of measures of intelligence, right? And, and I think education and all of that affects stuff. And obviously genetics have a part to play. There's certain things that show you to be truly stupid. And this is the thing that I would say showed me to be like really fucking like thick. I did that another two times. What? So you what? Were you went through three yeah, saucepans? Yeah. It's a whole set. Well, I mean, obviously, in the, in the end, I say I, I managed to get the shit off the bottom of the saucepans. But what I'm saying, I went through an so entire... So basically what you you aimed to be a chef and became like an amazing like uh, dishwasher up. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, a I potman. Guess so, a that's... potman is what they call him. Yeah, a potman. I became an amazing potman. Yeah. Do you know what you want to do? You want to turn it onto a low heat, right? You want to put a little bit of oil in. Cut your. Okay, I know that. No, okay, okay. Look, look you, you, I know. No, how just to in do case it now. you were too scared to try it again. Okay, go on, go on. Right? Go on you go lightly saute the onions, right? So they're okay. soft but not burnt. Brown them, mm-hmm. okay? Then you yeah. get in a little bit of garlic. Then you can throw in a little bit of oregano, which is nice, just to give a little mix. Mm-hmm. You then put in your tomatoes, okay? So then you get that buzzing, a little bit of salt, a little bit of pepper. The key to a mm. good tomato sauce, a spoonful of sugar, okay? I agree with you. Yeah. Really nice. If I go a teaspoon to your, I imagine, two tablespoons. <laughs> right. If, if, yeah, if you like to live on the edge of life, maybe like a little teaspoon or something of paprika or some sort of like spice. I like my pasta spicy. Okay, I'm not going to lie, All right? And then you stop. Bo- Why would you lie about that? <laughs> then you stop. Then you stop boiling your pasta in a separate pan. Okay, in a separate pan. Okay, while the tomato sauce is bubbling away. It's a very, it's a very aggressive cooking show you're pitching. <laughs> right. You then take a ladleful of the pasta water. And you put it oh. into the tomato sauce. So t- tell me why that, why, why you do that? starch I've from heard the pasta before. will thicken yeah. your sauce and make it a real thick, glorious sauce. It will really, really okay. add to it, okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You then strain mm-hmm. the pasta. You can wash it. I always yeah. wash it off with a little hot wa- uh, kettle of hot water to yeah. get rid of the starch and makes it, you know. Then you put it back in the pan, a little bit of olive oil over it, give it a stir so it doesn't all stick. 
then and only then, Ramesh, do you put the mozzarella in with mm. the sauce. Yeah. Okay? And then you mm. put the pasta, mix it all together, and boom. You got yourself a yeah. lovely well, pasta dish. Yeah. And if I was still the 19-year-old <laughs> university student that I was when this happened, I'd be thanking you for your new information. Yeah, but I'm just thinking but, now that there's probably a fucking sweet little soul who's and he's literally going to start uni soon. And yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I want to show off to all my friends and fucking show what I'm, I'm about in the kitchen. Yeah. And then p- puts that dish together. He's got one dish now. He makes that once. He's got all the friends in the yeah. world. I don't know how yeah. you do And then every now, every now and again, go, can we come around to yours and have that pasta dish again? And he goes, yeah, you can. You talk about the wolf special. Uh, the wolf yeah, in the house special, on, man. Over. I couldn't have made it without you, mate. That's the thing about I couldn't make that without you messing up. Oh, thank you. What a wonderful thing to say. One of the things I discovered about cooking, cooking down onions is revolutionizes most recipes, right? Yeah. Like I, I, I make a, a chili, five bean chili, right? Yeah. If you take your time to get those onions broken down completely. What five beans do you use? The difference generally. Ca- cannellini, black beans, kidney beans, something else, something else. I can't remember what the other two are. It's a three bean chili, isn't it? Everyone says five. I don't think there's even five beans in the world, mate. You don't think there's five beans in the world? I, right, I know cannelloni, right? Okay, you don't know, you don't know cannelloni. Well, cannelloni is a pasta. Right, yeah, cannelloni beans. You mean cannelloni? Cannelloni beans. No, not cannelloni. Cannelloni's right. an aftershave. <laughs> right. <laughs> right, and then I know kidney and I know black beans, right? I know them because okay. I've got them in my cupboard downstairs. Okay. Like they're sitting there. There's black-eyed beans. They're the same as black beans. There's baked beans. Yeah, baked beans are, uh, what's it called, aren't they? They're, uh, what? The other beans, the first ones we talked about. They're cannellini beans, are yeah, they? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, let me have a, let, let me just have a look because uh, I, I know what I know what you're doing is you've been sucking into buying a five bean mix from off the market. Uh, no, I don't buy the fucking mix. I don't buy the mix, bro. Okay, here's here's the five beans that are in a five bean chili. Okay. You ready? Yeah. Oh no. Oh god, I've actually been done. I know. Hold on. Let me just have a look at another. Hold on. <laughs> you're <laughs> done, aren't you? Hold on. I might be done here. Oh god, Tom. You're fucking absolutely ripping it. Okay, hold on a sec. Let me just have a look. Five beans. Because the first one I looked at, it just said tin of mixed beans. It's always a tin oh, of mixed God. beans. And there's not even five of them. Like the, all the other beans are like, who the hell are these other two? We've never even heard of them. Oh, don't start doing a bit where the beans are talking to each other, please, for Christ's sake. You, all you get is putting a tin <laughs> oh, of... Mate, I've looked at three. I've looked at three <laughs> fucking recipes here. Oh, God. You know why it's called a five bean chili? And this is no offence because I, 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 I dig vegans, I dig veg, vegetarians. It's to make it sound more exotic and more, like, sexy. If it was just called a three-bean chilli, you'd go, like... Yeah, yeah. you're right, you're right. I, I tell you, nothing gives me an erection like the number five. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. Like, it's like there's an air of aloofness to a five-bean chilli because you're like, oh, yeah, what are the other two beans? Okay. Do you know what, Tom? I've got to hold my hands up here. I've looked at five recipes now, yeah. ironically, and they all say mixed beans and then two other beans. Yeah. Mate, it's 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 a whole yeah, but that doesn't mean there aren't five. Hold on, what is in a tin of mixed beans? Bear with me one second, caller. Okay, I'm looking at the Tesco uh, cannellini beans. Yeah, flagiole beans, 
and Adzuki beans. I mean, Flagello sounds like a fucking STI. Right, let me just say, those set, those two there are made up beans. They're just, it's three beans. Okay. There's, okay. like, I, I okay. look, if we've got any bean experts who listen to this and, you know, shout out anyone who's, because I, I, I would, I would, I would, I would say, Tom, we don't actually need a bean expert. We just need somebody that isn't us <laughs> yeah. to, to bring some You know what I'll say beans. as well is this. If you really want a nice chilli, is put baked beans in it. You talk about the same baked beans that I mentioned earlier and you looked at me like I'd just been racist. <laughs> no. Put baked beans in a chilli or put baked beans in anything. A sausage casserole, vegetarian sausage casserole. Yeah. Baked beans. Yeah, absolutely anything. An apple pie, a trifle. <laughs> no. Do you know what do you know what do you know what's really good? Genuinely, baked bean curry. Yeah. That was something I made at uni. Oh mate. It's absolutely I delicious. Would love to. When I come round to your house, I want some of your baked bean curry. Oh, do you know what? I'm sure Lisa and Catherine <laughs> will be absolutely delighted if you if we all meet up at one of our houses for a nice little sleepover. After you and me tuck into a big old baked bean curry. If you bring a vat of baked bean curry around with you. <laughs> like a Tupperware box with a big old load of fucking baked beans in it. Oh, uh, God. Right, Tomo, do you want to do some emails? Let's do it, my G, my baby. Okay. Oh, before we carry on with this, I don't know. I haven't seen what emails the Swan's picked out. But I have been looking at the emails. As you know, I read all the emails. And um, lots of people disagree with us about the onion thing and the curry. Oh, wow. In fact, I would say it's almost unanimous apart from us. Do you know what go I'm going to do then? Is me and you should go out for a curry and try it together and sit and... What an insanely tenuous way to sort of beg a curry with me. <laughs> no, but... Uh, no, I'd love to do that. But apparently what you do is you mix the pickle with the onion. Oh, really? Um, and it's really delicious. Yeah. I'm going to try it. I'm, I'm going to get a curry at some point this when week. do you want to go for a curry i mean look it's free it's the day after freedom day yeah well, we can do we it we could do it this week i mean we could have done it beforehand yeah, to yeah, be yeah. honest be i actually prefer rest- restaurants the way they were before freedom day i tell you what i do like pre-freedom day ordering with the app yeah i love it so good yeah you click on a thing well i mean i was about to explain how apps work but i, I yeah you just sit the you sit there a couple of clicks on the phone 20 minutes later, some food gets put you know what? It's amazing. I have not missed is queuing at a fucking bar with a fucking tenner in my hand to be absolutely fucking like avoided by any bar staff who won't make eye contact with me while I pick anyone else. This is, this is an interesting one because obviously, as we all know, if you are uh, a woman, you're, you're more like you get served more quickly than a bloke. That, and that's fair. I'm happy with that. Yeah. But there is something about looking how I look. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's my technique or whatever. It takes me ages to get James, to the bar. Ages. I've got friends who will literally go out to the bar. They go, uh, they'll go and buy their round. It's so quick. Like you know, this the thing is, though, Tom. I'm I'm quite a passive bar queuer, so yeah. I just stand and wait and wait and wait and get sort of annoyed. Some people actually, there's a technique to it. There are people that sort of use their elbows and look for little openings. My mates do this, where they go like quick round here and they're like duck and dive, and they, they manage to do it. Much yeah, more but this is what I'm saying. Is also that is I I believe in bar queuing, right? And this is what those apps support, mm. which is lovely, is that the queuing, the, the queuing clue is in the queue. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think queuing is it's one of my favourite things when a queue works. I really respect it. But when you see people sort of cutting in and jumping in without mm. a thought or a care in the world. My friends. Like, yeah. you know, when I turn around and if I've jumped in a queue and for, by accident, you know, if I've gone in front of someone, I'll always turn around, apologise and take a step back. Yeah, I think that's why you're such a gentleman. Yeah, but I, it's it's like if there's two people left at a bar, 
and both you and that person know you've been queuing. I've been queuing longer than them. And they go, who was next? I can't stand the people. They have no place in society, the people who go, oh, I wasn't in order before you. I, I hate that. That's I hate the those lowest... people. Those people are scum. I completely agree with you. Absolute scum. If you're listening to this podcast and you're that sort of person, just turn off now. I genuinely don't yeah. want you. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, if you are the sort of person that does that, we do not want you listening to this no. podcast. I don't want really to engage with anything we do. I don't want you enjoying any of our work. No. I don't want you to come up to me in the street. I mean, you wouldn't do anyway. Nobody ever does. But <laughs> So, okay. You're done. You're done. Over. Go and uh, go and get a drink in front of someone else who's been queuing longer, you piece of shit. Do you think you're going to go and um, go to a nightclub? No. I haven't gone to a nightclub for fucking 10, 15 years anyway. I'd like, do you know, you, what, you know, what happens if I walk in the nightclub pre-lockdown is I think, oh my God, I'm so happy I met my wife. And I spent the whole night thinking yeah, that. Do you know? Do you know what, mate? I, I I went out not to a nightclub, even to like a pub. You know, different pubs have got different yeah, age yeah. ranges in. You know, just naturally the natural order of things. I remember being in a pub with my friends and sort of looking in the mirror, not deliberately, just sort of the mirror on the wall of the pub and sort of seeing how we looked in relation to the other people in the pub. I thought we look like a group of old men that have come here to kind of let me tell perv or something. Let me tell. It's horrible. Let me tell you something, right? I remember years ago, and I was probably, it was before I met, it was pre-meeting pre Catherine, so I was probably late 20, early, like 30, 31, whatever. Mm. One of my mates, very close, and I won't name him this time, but he was, you know, late 40s. We have a big group of mates of all not together, some people's older brothers, whatever, right? So we go to a club, sure. and he is single. Uh, and like back in the day, he was like a stunning-looking geezer, like proper lad, do you know what I mean? Like, you know, yeah. bit of a Romeo. Time has not been kind to him. But he doesn't see that, you know, like like we're talking about an older footballer, he doesn't know that the skills and, and all that have gone, right? So he's mm. now walking around and he's trying to chat up every girl in there. And these girls are, you know, whatever, sort of like, you know, 20s, 30s, whatever, too young for him, you know? And he comes over to me and I'm like, do you think it's maybe time to sort of like look at, you know, going on the internet or going on Tinder, meeting someone worthwhile, or, you know, trying something a bit more worthwhile than, than sort of going around sort of chatting to these you know, younger girls and, you know, making a bit of a wally out of yourself. He said, I think it's mm. a bit sad doing that. I thought, well, no one's ever burnt a sad man's house down. It's like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is more tragic than anything you think that, you know. It's on the there street. is something about blokes where some men just, all they need to do, I just think it's something about blokes where they don't realise what level they're operating at. Yeah. And they don't realise what it looks like. Do you know what I mean? So they'll see like they'll see a woman and like a girl and they'll go and start chatting to me. All, all you need is to just get a, 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 have a picture of what you look like alongside that girl, yeah. right? And realise that this shouldn't be happening. Yeah. You should not be you should not be talking to this person. It's so mad how blokes don't see that. I find it so weird. It's man. It, it's insane. I mean, to be fair, but if we are talking in that, both me and you wouldn't be married right now, so <laughs> No, I mean yeah, yeah, yeah. But also like he, he, I remember a time when he he came over to me and he went, "I'm exhausted," and I was like, "Why?" He went, "I'm chirps with so many girls in here tonight. I've got a table over there. I've got that." Da, 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 da. And I was like, yeah. "You sound like you're working here. Like you're a waiter. Yeah. How's that enjoyable?" Yeah. Imagine, imagine you know, you think you're tired now. Imagine how knackered you're going to be after all the court cases. <laughs> okay, this yeah, is. By the from... way, shout out, man. I'm not going to say his name, but he's found love now and he's very settled. So yeah, yeah, cool, yeah. And uh, ignore what society says. You two deserve each other. So, <laughs> hi to the wolf, owl, and swan. 
Just wanted to say most weekends, me and my girlfriend chill out and listen to your podcast. We're now together, but started listening to this when we were only dating. Wow. I think your podcast brought us closer together, so thank you. After hearing your decision on Indian cuisine, we had a debate on what is our favourite meal, Indian or Sri Lankan food. My girlfriend, who is Sri Lankan... Right, stay away from our women, mate. (laughs) I'm joking. My girlfriend, who is Sri Lankan, loves her home-cooked food. I've grown up eating Indian food as it was the option aside of chippy in in my village. Both are great. What do you guys sway towards? P.S. We both eat the salad given in the takeaway. It can act as a refreshing side next to a normally heavy meal. I don't see how a salad can be lighter than not eating anything. I'll give you the onions. I'm not having... The salad isn't for me. Mm, Yeah, the salad's a fucking joke. Also, buzzing for King Gary to start again from Joe and Sahani. Uh, Tom, have you ever had Sri Lankan food? I have had Sri Lankan food. That little gaff in Soho that does it. Very nice. Hoppers. Hoppers. Or Paradise. There's Paradise. Hoppers is the one. Yeah, yeah. I've done Hoppers. It's Mm. very, very nice. Um, Mm, mm, mm. To be fair, I went to Hoppers. It blew me away. I I, I haven't had enough. I, I live in a small town that has a Chinese takeaway, a curry house, and a fish and chip shop. So it hasn't got, mm. you know, I'd love it to have... Sri, La- Sri, Lankan, Sri Lankan food is underground, isn't it, in this country, I mean? It's, Indian food is, is is like, it's one of the big four. Yeah, um, I'd say it's the big one. I'd say Indian food is the biggest. I don't think pizza or Chinese takeaways or fish and chips are going to get in a rumble with Indian food. I don't think anyone will. I would love... I don't know if, if either of us have ever had authentic Chinese food because, like, it's been so... When you see actual Chinese food, like when you actually see pictures of proper Chinese food, it looks so different to whatever yeah, I've yeah, been served yeah. in a Chinese restaurant. Because we, we all live off, like, right, this is why I've now gone, right, Sri Lanka, yeah, if I'm in London, I'll go with whatever. But Indian food, if I've tried to, as we're both trying to lose a bit of timber, I could, you can get an Indian takeaway and you can eat relatively healthy, do you know what I mean? You can still, you know. Mm. Chinese takeaway, all the good stuff is so unhealthy. Like, I, I find it, like, authentic Chinese food or even Thai food yeah. is that little bit healthier. But actually, a Chinese takeaway, I'm just drawn to, like, everything that's beige. Like, I will start my yeah. order off going, right, I'm going to have this thing that's healthy, but I will go, I might just get some chicken balls and some spring rolls. And that's that's mm. all, that's the stuff that we've westernised over the years, isn't it? There's a lot, yeah, there's a lot of, in, in the sort of bog standard Chinese, there's a lot of fried stuff that you pour things over, yeah, yeah. isn't there? Yeah. Yeah, I love it. Though. I love it. I'm obsessed with it. Yeah. What do you have with with a ball? Do you do you? I mean, you could with a ball. No, yeah. But do you have like yeah? Because you got pork balls, chicken balls, prawn balls. Do they do like a vegetarian often, uh, option? One tongue, I guess. Yeah, they do, there's a, there's a there's a Chinese restaurant uh, near me, and they do like vegan and veggie op- alternative series. So you, they even do like. So lucked out where you live. Do you think Crawley's become more that way because you live there? Hundred percent. I think I think restaurants have opened here on the hope that I'm going to spend enough money at each of their places. No, but genuinely, where I live has not got that vibe. Like I would. Yeah, but you're in a you're in a smaller town. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like Crawley's quite cosmopolitan. Oh, we've got Wagamamas. Oh yeah, Wowzers, yeah. Wowzers. Wagamamas. Just sorry, while we're on the subject of Wagamamas, I must say while we're on it, I've crowbarred it in. Lisa and I had Wagamamas the other day. Almost impossible not to overorder it. Wagamama's yeah, but also I think the, uh, if I think if, if I want to f- throw someone under the bus, I'm sorry, Wagamamas. You know, I I just I can't have you. I, they don't show so wow. they don't sell prawn crackers. Okay, what what the fuck are you talking about, mate? Prawn crackers are my favourite thing. That is prawn crackers and poppadoms are the two things. Like if anything, like if I'm ever in hospital, right, and you want to know what to bring me. I want you to bring me 40 pop- poppadoms and two big bags of pop- uh, prawn crackers. 
Yeah, he's in there. He's in there for a heart attack. <laughs> but do me a favour and take him as much fried stuff as you can. No, no, no. As you can. No, carry. Easy, you can feed them to me then, and they're easier to eat. I, I can't imagine a more tragic sight than me visiting my friend Tom after a heart <laughs> issue. The nurse walks in. Oh my god, you're at it again, Ramesh. Just sees me brushing prawn cracker crumbs off your chest. <laughs> Like, if I've got a broken bone or something. Right, okay, yeah. Yeah. If you've got a broken bone, I'm not fucking visiting you in hospital. Hey, fucking all you better do. No, like, he's broken his arm, and they said he can go home whenever he wants, but he's insisted on spending the night. (laughs) Just so you could turn (laughs) He really, he says he won't leave until you bring him some poppadom. (laughs) And crackers. No, but I want all the sauces and stuff. Yeah, no, no, yeah, yeah. I'll put, I'll put the chutneys, so I'll just sort of balance the chutneys in a little dish <laughs> oh, on your stomach. Oh, my fucking gut. <laughs> Bit of soy sauce and some sweet chilli. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. But, yeah, listen, first of all, Wagamama's is uh, Japanese. I don't think prawn crackers fits into that. Yeah, in into that. That other uh, Batsuaya, whatever. What's it called? The other um, Thai place. I suppose it's Thai, isn't it? Mm, mm. Uh. There you go. They're different cultures, mate. This, so do you know this is, that, yeah. this is one of the, low, the not lowest, but genuinely, I mm. once tried to take some prawn crackers into a Wagamama's because I think like, oh my god, <laughs> no, because ramen's amazing with prawn crackers. Right, okay. right. To dip prawn crackers in ramen is like a blessed feeling. Which, you know, you, yeah, you look heavenly and say fucking thank you. You're actually looking... By the way, guys, Tom is actually looking up to the sky. <laughs> it's, a, it's the closest I've seen to him having a religious experience. Right. It's about dipping prawn crackers and, into ramen. And I went in with my prawn crackers and, yeah, they said I couldn't have them in there. Yeah, of course. You don't take food from another fucking place into a restaurant, man. Yeah, no. I mean, I actually think you should be able to. I, I, I realise that. You mean, you try Yeah, no, but I think... Tell I, me that's your philosophy. I like. think like, that people should be more open-minded when it comes to that sort of thing. Yeah, you know, it's like poppadoms actually work with some Chinese food. When I've had like a Chinese one night and a sort of curry the next night, you have like, oh, actually, hold up, get the poppadoms over here. Let's get these in the mix with the Chinese and see what it's like. Oh my god! <laughs> I can imagine you also saying that to your poor wife with that sort of tragic enthusiasm. She's absolutely furious that you've got takeaway two consecutive nights. And you've got hold on a sec, Catherine. I know you're angry, but I thought we might have found ourselves an opportunity here. (laughs) Before I was with my wife, I used to have takeaways every night. I bet you fucking did. (laughs) It's incredible that you think that's new information. They used to sort of like, yeah, man, mix and match and fucking hell. Oh, it's, you know, it's so, it's so sad. I, I think one of my many ongoing epiphanies about how much I was eating was when I opened the fridge to put some takeaway in there, only to find that I'd have to move some of the other takeaway to fucking accommodate it. <laughs> Just so pathetic. <laughs> anyway, Joe and Sahani, uh, I, I love Indian food, but obviously I've grown up eating Sri Lankan food, so... Every now and again, my mum brings me around sort of like some of our home cooked shit. And it's also, amazing, so. uh, Joe and Shahani, um, we treasure you both and treasure your love. You know, thank you for listening uh, to the podcast and let your 
relationship grow uh, like a blossom flower upon a sunny meadow? What's a blossom flower? Like a really pretty flower. Really nice flower. Okay, next uh, email. Hi, Wolf and Al. Just came across the podcast a few weeks ago. It's getting me through working from home. I went to the cinema for the first time this week since pre-COVID times. I've missed seeing new films at the cinema, but there are aspects I really haven't missed. There was an irritating couple who sat behind us who wouldn't stop talking, kept rustling their bags, and the food they brought in absolutely stank. I was massively relieved when they walked out halfway through the film and I was able to enjoy the rest of it peacefully. What are your worst cinema experiences? Oh, thank you, Marcus, for giving us sort of what is an openly content-generating email there. Uh, uh, can I first of all say, uh, what did I say his name Marcus. was? Marcus. Yeah, his name's not Marcus. His name's Mark. I'm Mark. I, I don't know why I said that. Uh, it's because his surname sort of has a US. Anyway, it doesn't matter. You know, big shout out, details, Mark. But anyway. um, thank you for listening um, and being one of our kids. Uh, cinema experiences at a bat. We talked a lot about cinema. Yeah, yeah. Experience. I mean, I, I've, I think I've talked about nearly all of my bad experiences at cinema. Like, I, I sort of the only thing I like in a cinema is if, like, all together, everyone in the cinema could sort of like, like you could pause a movie and everyone would go to the toilet and get more snacks together. Like, you know, when you're at home, like, you know, like now technology is so fucking amazing. If you had like a button on your phone. And if over, like, fucking 70% of the cinema pressed pause on their phone, that meant the video, uh, the film would go, we're pausing it at a moment, right when it comes to a certain moment in the film, and then you could all just go to the toilet and get... So you don't miss anything of the film, is what I'm saying. How do you decide when to unpause? You have to have another vote. Yeah, it's like, no, no, you just wait. When, when you get back in the cinema, you just press play on your remote, on your phone. What? Yeah, but... Who decides when it starts playing? Again, it's down to sort of, okay, like 70% of people, once 70% of people are back in, yeah, then you press play again. Okay. I think that's a pretty cool, cool idea. Do you really think that's Generally, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or there's you, loads of times. genuinely like, think... There's loads of times where I've missed, like, you know, you sit there and go, because, you know, you hope for a fucking, like, sea, bit of sea storyline to start so you can sprint to the toilet as quick as you can and grab a bit more popcorn, right? Mm. It's like fucking absolute, like, you know, fucking hell. Like trying to run, hoping you don't miss like an integral point, but obviously you're in the fucking late part of the second act of the film or the early part of the third act. I understand the desperation if you need to go to the toilet. The idea that you're absolutely gagging for more popcorn <laughs> and you find that so frustrating. Oh, fuck. oh Jesus Christ! Yeah, I'll have another large, please. No, yeah, right. Let me just tell you something about popcorn. Right, it's fucking okay. rigged. Okay. How is it rigged? Because all the good stuff's in the top two thirds of it. All right. The ironic thing is, the fucking beginning of the film, you've got all the good popcorn. Middle of the film, you're still in the pretty much the good popcorn. Coming towards the end of the pop uh, film, you're in the shit popcorn. It's all those dry bits of like aren't pop kernels, right? Like shit, all the crud, right? Okay. So you've got about this much, right? That is just cruddy out of like that much, right? Out of a big popcorn, if you can imagine. The yeah. last third of it is cruddy, right? Can you just put your hands up again, just for the benefit of the listeners? <laughs> so how much is it? Right, so that much, right? So the size yeah. of my head is a popcorn thing, yeah. right? That much okay. is good, and that much is crud. Up to, up to, so if up you're to sitting your like that, you. watching it and eating, and you're like, oh my, and then yeah. you get to the cruddy bit, it really, it can ruin a fucking barnstorming film finish, right? Yeah, yeah sure. I agree with you that the bottom part of popcorn is shit, but it's not rigged. Yes, it is. So why? You, how is it Because you buy more. Unless you have to take it and go, excuse me, this bottom. So, well, what, hold on, what, no, but what are they supposed to do? Right, okay. Let me just say to you, 
if you went and brought a beef burger and the last third of it tastes like old dog shit, what, or, or say, right, say, right, your favourite thing in the world, a vegan sausage roll. Shout out Coughlin's Bakery, by the way. Mm. Uh, I actually met uh, the wife of the guy who runs Coughlin's Bakery the other day. She's an, Sam is an absolute saint. She is a saint. Uh, my God, I thought Coughlin's Bakery, I was like, yeah, you two are what a perfect couple and what an amazing pair of Little, people. The, the bacon turnover, let, the vegan bacon say, turnover at Coughlin's. I told my parents about Coughlin's and the, cause my, mm. I should say that my, both my parents are in the vegan vegetarian realm now, right? <laughs> Are they? Yeah, 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 yeah. They crossed over. It's a oh, long story. Right. It's actually quite a sad story, but um, oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> it's not. It, yeah, it is and isn't. But um, so yeah. So they're very, very excited. And I spoke to Sam, and Sam said that Coughlin's uh, Bakery. Uh, we're going to look after my parents. So shout out Coughlin's. Big love to you. Anyway, vegan sausage roll, right? That you love from Coughlin's Bakery, right? Okay. Mm. From I've heard this. People talk about this. I can't wait to have. They, one. By the way, they do a foot long one now. Right, okay, you're having the foot long, right? Okay. The first two thirds are amazing. You're walking down the street, your mouth's watering, you're savouring every bite, everything's perfect. You get to the last third and it's just gristly, like some, someone's run their ball bag over it. It's just disgusting, right? Would you put up with that? No, but Tom, this is, this is first of all, it took you, took you so long to if get If we're in a example. court of law, no, you'd no, have lost. No, I wouldn't have lost because it's a completely different example. First of all, the bottom part of a popcorn box doesn't taste like someone's rubbed their ball bag over it, okay? What it is, is it's like the little smaller bits that have gone down and the, a couple of unpopped kernels, maybe. The question I'm asking you is, what do you want the cinema to do about that? Because some bits of popcorn are smaller than others. And when you complain about all the crud being at the bottom, that you've done that. Because every time you've reached in and you've twisted Look, your big old I... paw around in the box... The the, the the little bits all drop down to the bottom Look, and that's mate, why you get all the crud at the bottom of the I'm not box. fucking here to solve Odeon and all the other cinemas' lives, right? I'm not here to do that. I've already given you no. one amazing suggestion. Here's another one. Get a popcorn sieve. Now we're talking. Get a popcorn now sieve. Now we're talking. Uh, and are you willing to take on the the price increase that will result as a... How's that going to be a price, price increase? Because, of the, Tom, because if you want them to sieve the popcorn, right... That means they're rejecting loads of the popcorn, the bottom third up to your your, your top lip. That's I've already got it covered, mate. I've already got it Go covered. On. How? You make How? popcorn bars from it. You take all the shittest bits of popcorn and you make popcorn bars. Not the kernels. You, retry, you try and you, you find something else to do. Like You could probably actually solidify them and actually sort of like make things out of them because like, they're actually quite stubborn like and quite what? strong. What would you make out of popcorn kernels? I don't know. For, for, off the top of my head, BB gun pellets. Um, like... Also, if you solidify them, or there's got to be a role for them. I'm not saying that we'd give up on them. I'm saying that there'll be a role in life for them. No, I can't think right. off the there top is of my a head. Of, there is a shortage of BBs. I would People say, are calling out for you know, that is something for us all to get our heads down. I'd like recommendations from you know our collective on here and see what they think. What I'm saying to you Mom, is those crusty little bits, you mix that with a fine toffee or caramel sauce or even a chocolate sauce, right? Dark chocolate sauce. And you run that through and solidify it into a bar, you're then making more money. And then you've got that juice that you want and the fucking sauce is spicy again, my friend. Well, I don't I don't think I don't think I agree with you. What do you want to do? Do you want to do one more email? Let's do one more sweet email, boy. Okay. I'm currently listening to the this is for this is anonymous. I'm currently listening to the podcast while sitting on a beach in Devon. The weather is great, the kids are happy, the wife is reading. Sounds idyllic, right? Yeah, man. Wrong. 
Due to COVID, etc., we've been forced to holiday in the UK this summer. To keep things brief, it's really quite dreadful. God, this is pretty full on this. I'm surrounded by pale, fat people who are having the time of their lives, probably because they've escaped the tedium of their existence for a brief few days. Oh, my God. The local English people are miserable shitbags. And as a tourist, you're made to feel like you're a massive inconvenience. I've never experienced this in any other part of the world. Anyway, just wondered what your opinion of the UK holidays and whether I'm being snobbish or whether others agree with me but are not willing to say how they really feel. Anon. Um, Anon, I think you're being massively snobbish. I think the whole point of a fucking holiday is to escape the uh, the actual the existence that any of us are living in. And uh, who look, if people are acting out of order or they are drunk on a beach and they're infringing on your time and they're making your time significantly worse by something they're doing or by being loud or by by being uh inconsiderate of of other people then yeah fair enough i think i think you know that you can have the zig with that i think if they're just existing and enjoying themselves then uh then i think it's pretty harsh from you to to say what you've just said i think it's a pretty hard hard thing to say you know the fact of the matter is i'm going on holiday next week and I can tell you now, whoever sees me will say that, oh, yeah, I am an overweight person with a very, very white body. <laughs> so uh, it doesn't mean that I'm going out there with any intention of ruining someone's holiday. I'm going out there to have a good time myself. So I think, um, you know, far be it from any of us to cast aspersions on and how someone else is fucking <laughs> holidaying. Uh, I think it's a sad thing that you, you're the holiday that you have had this year. Um is, is not being the one that maybe you're used to or the one that maybe you, you, you think that you deserve. I think it's fair to say that for a lot of people who holiday in England, you know, just think yourself lucky that you have had other holidays. You've had amazing holidays. So, yeah, my man, uh, you yeah. know, try and enjoy it. Enjoy the fact you're away with your family, your wife's enjoying her reading, your kids enjoying their time, and try and cut loose, my G, and enjoy it yourself. Uh, yeah, I would agree with Tom. Uh, I think... Can I tell you what I think the problem is? I think the problem is you've got it into your head that English holidays are shit. And, you know, you can't... Like, we've been doing a few UK holidays over the last couple of years. We've gone to Cornwall, gone to Dorset. I've got to be honest with you, we had an amazing time, man. And, like, yes, it's less exotic. Yes, you're not, you're not, you're not having that heady thing where you're sort of getting to know a completely new culture and stuff like that. But you can still have amazing holidays in the UK. I, I love it. I love it. And... I do understand. I, look, I don't think you're being snobbish. I just think you, you've slightly closed your mind off to, to the idea of having a great holiday in the UK. So, look, I think, I don't know if you're still on the holiday by the time you listen to this, but I think uh, just, you know, I think it just needs a little bit of an attitudinal change, mate, and you'll have a great time. Good luck. Uh, I hope you have a good one. God bless uh, you, Anon. God bless now, you, brother. Tom, we're under a bit of time pressure here because... You told me that you've got to be done by 9.30. It's 9.27 now. Uh, so that puts a little bit of pressure on your closing thoughts. But, Tom, uh, would you please, uh, hoping that that pressure doesn't put too much well pressure on you, uh, close us out. Thank you. My G, my brother, my homeboy. There were three different travellers, three sailors, all looking for the perfect place to set down and set up the life that they deserve but all of them wanted richly different things one when asked said oh man i really really want just beautiful beaches with like sweet sweet sort of like crystal blue sea that i can look down and the ocean's just lapping up off my feet i want serenity and i want quiet the second one 
turned around and said, oh, you know what I'd really, really like is I would like a, I'd like a place with like sort of people already living there. I'd like natives there that I can sort of teach my ways and I could sort of like build like sort of, you know, a, a society with them and we can, you know, you know so I want, I, want, I want there to be a hustle and bustle to this place. The third one says, you know, I want rocky terrain. Uh, I, you know, I want hills and I want to go and lose myself up in the woods. So I don't want to sort of see another person. I want animals everywhere that I could be friends with. They all rock up and find a place that is like cold and there is a wind <laughs> run through it. And when they look around, there's no one there and the land is very, very barren and like thorns are everywhere. And they say, look, what should we do now? Should we just get back on our boat and, and try and find the lands that we wanted? And all of them sort of are in an R in a bit. And one of them turns around and says, actually, you know what? This is the land that was meant for us. We could turn this into the utopia that we want. And maybe, just maybe, this is the land that we deserve. The other two look at him. And after a little bit of thinking, they both nod and agree. And the point of the story is, is sometimes you're looking for something that is just a dream and a fantasy. And actually the truth of the matter is we should all be trying to make the best and value the things that we have found and we have. And that, that's the travel in life of a journey. <laughs> if I'm honest with you, it sort of went downhill after like the trip. I I was thinking as we were doing it. I kind of think I know what I do with the journey. Men on the journey. <laughs> really? I mean, I think I, I think I might. You sort of disguised it quite, a, but I think I might know what email that was in reference to. <laughs> it's kind of in, in reference to everything we've been talking about today. Yeah, but you sort of made the analogy of the UK having a holiday in the UK being similar to. <laughs> resting yourself on a barren land that's full of thorns <laughs> man it is what it is what it is tom it's been an absolute pleasure to chat to you my dear. thank you for letting me ride alongside you as always uh thank you so much for listening guys uh remember if you've got any thoughts you know questions whatever wolfalpod at gmail.com uh thank you so much for listening we'll see you next time hopefully for the bonus episode but who knows what our schedules might dictate Smiles and, next smiles time. and fire. Smiles and fire. Take care, guys. Peace yeah. out.